0: You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast. And we're back with Property Tuesdays. This week, we're taking a look at the sectional titles, increases in prices, uh, and how they're comparing with other uh, types of properties. And I'm joined on the line by the Chief Executive Officer at the Pam Golding Group, that is Dr. Andrew Golding, to take a look at this and possibly see how we can make sense of this. Uh, Good evening, Dr. Golding. Thanks so much for taking the time. The latest sort of data suggests that residential owners or property owners rather are preferring to go down the route of uh, purchasing sectional titles uh, as opposed to freehold or freestanding properties despite the fact that sectional titles pricing has increased quite dramatically in the last couple of years uh, why are sectional titles still being preferred is it i imagine it has something to do with the security uh, perhaps even the affordability of some good evening and thanks for having me on the show. Um, so, I think that this is part of a, a
1: worldwide trend that we've seen really for a number of years now, where uh, sectional type of properties, as, w- as we describe them, are becoming increasingly popular relative to freehold homes, which traditionally were the more popular uh, genre of property. Uh, and there are a number of reasons for this. I think, uh, firstly, in terms of, as you suggest, affordability. So, first time home buyers in terms of being able to get onto the property ladder. Um, sectional title homes generally offer a more readily available opportunity than freehold. The the notion of amenities, the fact that sectional title allows for certain communal uh, amenities, including things like security, uh, various other services that are related to collective um, complexes and, and the uh, sharing of certain costs. So th- there certainly are a number of, of advantages, and I think it's important to point out that it's a relative increase. The 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 amount of freehold properties that are sold in South Africa versus sectional title uh, are now more or less equal, so around about 50-50, and that just is an, a noticeable jump uh, in the number of sectional title homes uh, over the last couple of years. During COVID, we saw a slight reversal of that trend uh, where um, as a consequence of people uh, making lifestyle changes Based on COVID, we saw uh, an increase in in freehold homes relative to sectional title homes, but that trend has reversed now in the last uh, post-COVID years.
0: Dr. Golding, I wonder, is there a factor at play here when we look at, uh, you mentioned something around uh, amenities and convenience, and um, I know a lot of property developers of late have been including things like rooftop solar in the sectional title build from the onset. Is that something that's playing into the minds of investors to say, we could go the freehold route or this is just more convenient for a little extra amount that's going to be financed anyway. We might as well take up something that takes us off the grid and gives us more convenience?
1: There's no question that uh, the whole green building trend is playing out in the sectional title market. Uh, Developers are most definitely taking this into account virtually now by default, Um, and it certainly is a significant factor in uh, determining uh, people's buying habits. Uh, So it's it's a significant factor in itself, but also a number of, of the other amenities around entertainment, convenience, laundromat, uh, Workspaces, concierge services, uh, you know, and even swimming pools—all uh, of those add to um, a, a product which potentially is attractive, depending on the on the individual buyer, buyer's needs and stage of life. Uh, whether that be a first-time home buyer, uh, someone buying it for a young family, or even in the retirement space. So each of those has, um, you know, a fairly attractive and compelling proposition. Uh, in the sectional title market.
0: Speaking of uh, attractive propositions, uh, something else that was a rather surprising stat is that the the inflation rate of sectional titles, especially in the last, I'd say, two to three years from about 2021 to now, has been significantly less uh, than that of freehold and far less volatile uh, in the last couple of years. I mean, over a longer term, there has been almost a similar pattern, but the last couple of years, especially post-pandemic, we've seen a very big difference in that what would you say is attributing that price movement? Is it uh, developers being able to keep their costs contained? Is it uh, the market just saying, look, on the demand side, there's there's a lot more um, inventory available, I suppose, in the freehold market?
1: Yeah, so I think it's it's really the old adage of supply and demand and the dynamics in uh, each uh, segment of the South African property market. I think one needs to be careful not to generalize because there are so many specific Uh, segments, pricing segments, geographical segments uh, and influences uh, in each of those um, particular categories. Um, Much of it is interest rate and economy dependent. But overall, there is a supply and demand um, characteristic which really determines um, how um, pricing uh, is uh, going to go up or down. And fundamentally, it's about what buyers and the, the general populace of buyers in that that segment are prepared to pay for a particular product Um, and there has been uh, in certain instances significant supply one's just got to think of uh, the inner city of Cape Town as an example where um, there there were significant multi-unit developments that brought um, significant numbers of uh, properties onto the market and as a consequence you saw a pricing dynamic which perhaps uh, was different to that of an individual freehold home uh, when compared to to many units in the inner city of Cape Town and the pricing thereof.
0: Dr. Golding, I like that you bring Cape Town as up as an example because I want to look at the uh, interesting stats around distribution and, and around location. Uh, so areas like Cape Town, like Johannesburg, like Pretoria, the, the metros seem to be more popular with sectional titles than with freehold. I suppose a part of it could be uh, down to just the... Sheer amount of land available for development, and which one makes the most sense. Um, but is there something more to it as to why metros are being preferred for sectional titles, or, or does it come back to that uh, conversation you mentioned earlier around the convenience and the amenities that surround that?
1: Yeah, so I think the the the, the metros are obviously where the uh, greatest population is. It's also where, from a development perspective, developers will perceive that there is the greatest demand. Um, there are uh, multiple opportunities within. Uh, redevelopments of, uh, of office space in the post-COVID environment and essentially land uh, reconversion uh, opportunities in the metros. And so, so all of that adds to the fact that you've got the, the metros and the developers associated with those metros looking at those as positive um, opportunities for revenue generation.
0: That's quite interesting. Um, let's stick with Cape Town for a second. Um, the uh, latest report or the latest uh, Seville's World Cities Index suggests that Cape Town is still uh, considered a shining city amongst the global uh, peers. Uh, obviously, this, is, this comes as no surprise. I mean, there was a separate study that ranked Cape Town, I think, as the second best city in the world. Um, This obviously bodes well for property prospects within the Cape Town or the Western Cape uh, region as a whole. But does it also then mean that we're likely to see property prices increase uh, even more?
1: Uh, I think from a a global reputation perspective, there's no question that Cape Town's reputation has been enhanced increasingly over the past number of years. And that makes uh, Cape Town attractive to a foreign market. But I think it's important to put uh, the foreign buying um, populace in perspective. So you know, generally speaking, in any given year, if one looks at the entire number of properties that are sold in South Africa, w- way less than 1% of those properties are sold to foreigners. So we're talking about you know a very small percentage of the market. That doesn't necessarily apply at the very top end of, for example, the Atlantic seaboard market of Cape Town. But generally speaking, that number is a, is a very low number uh, overall uh, the fact is that cape town i think is increasingly becoming a destination of choice and that's obviously related to the semigration trend within south africa that we've seen for a number of years and the attractiveness uh, in respect of, of of foreigners that's both cape town and and the western cape but uh, ultimately the market is a local one and uh, even foreigners when they come and are interested in purchasing here they do their homework and so the pricing uh, Fundamentals are um, essentially Determined by, by the local fundamentals Rather than um, assuming That a foreigner is going to come and pay Way over the odds relative to what that Market price should be to to A local buyer mm. So um, uh, generally speaking I think we're going to see Cape Town continue to do Well maybe relative to uh, or The western Cape relative to the other Parts of the country but I don't think um, Completely out of kilter With where the general market is
0: Well, that's interesting. We'll have to leave it at uh, that. Thanks so much, uh, Dr. Andrew Golding. Uh, He's the chief executive officer at the Pam Golding Group, sharing his thoughts around the latest trends we're seeing in the property segment, uh, both locally and uh, potentially internationally as well.
1: You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m.